that's classic. We bring you great laughs and a unique behind-the-scenes look at classic television shows and movies. I'm John Cato. I'm an actor, voiceover artist, and also bring you an amazing insight as a moderator with over 20 years experience in the television industry. Okay, well, uh, today, uh, another great day on That's Classic, to say the least. Uh, we have none other than Michael Learned, uh, the mother from the Waltons. I mean, come on, it's pretty, pretty uh, incredible. So um, anyway, I, we're very excited, and uh, uh, thank you for being here, Michael. Well, thank you for having me. Um, you know, you know you're old when you become a classic. <laughs> well, I like to look at that as a very positive. And thing. I am. I'm old and I'm proud of it. <laughs> I love it. Um, so anyway, yeah, I looked at I, you know, I was looking through your career and your life, and it, it's just fascinating. Um, I, I saw first of all, why don't we start at the at you know, kind of the beginning or whatever? I saw that you grew up on a farm in Connecticut. Is, is that true? Well, in Wisconsin, they call it a hobby farm. Oh, it was in Wisconsin. They called it a gentleman's farm. No, it was in Connecticut, but, you know, it was a 21 acre farm. So it's not considered a farm in real farmland, but uh, it was 21 acres. We had two barns and a shed. We had uh, show rabbits. I milked three goats every morning and every night. Oh my gosh. And um, we had a cow, one cow, which we shared with uh, our next door neighbor. The milk. I mean, she gave so much milk. She was a Jersey Guernsey cow. Wow. And um, what do we have? We had two pigs and and chickens. That was it. And two horses. Oh my gosh, that's, that's really it. something. Yeah. And yeah. dogs and cats and kids. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty amazing. I mean, obviously, we're talking about you know how you grew up, and then I'm thinking of the Waltons, and I'm like, could they have found a more perfect person? with that kind of background. I mean, that's pretty. I did have that. And, you know, being an, uh, you know, young actors, my, my first husband and I, I bake pot, I bake bread and made pies and, you know, cooked for the family, took care of my kids. And so I had all that. And in fact, when we would go on tour, Peter, Peter Donat was my first husband and is Mm -hmm. the the kids, my kid's dad. And we would go on tour for a summer and in Canada and I'd have the ringer washing machine and, hang the clothes up on the line. So I had all of that was just part of my own background. Wow, that's really amazing. That is. Now I heard a story and I tell me this, is this true or not that you had uh-huh. actually stolen money from your dad, I guess, or something like that. There was some kind of lesson learned there. Is that true? Yes, I used to go pilfer his pockets. Um, <laughs> and he had a he had an army belt, you know, he was in the army. So he had a canvas belt with that brass buckle. That was the bane of my existence. I was always terrified that that buckle was going to wake him up when I was stealing quarters or whatever I was stealing from his pocket. But I got caught, I got busted. And uh, so that's what he made a chart that I would have to pay him back. And I'd get a penny for this and a nickel for that and a quarter for cleaning out the stalls or whatever. And that's how I paid back my debt that I stole from my dad, about $10 in all and that was a lot of money back then because i bought her a buck it sure was yeah i was pretty good pretty good little thief oh my gosh that's (laughs) but i'm not i'm very honest person now i mean (laughs) i learned my lesson (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure well that's the beauty of that without a doubt so do you think that that time had a direct reflection on your experience on the waltons like were you as an actor relate you know able to kind of call back on that Oh, absolutely. 
you know, my mother was not really a homemaker. She grew up, she was an only child and grew up in Rome. And my father was also an only child, traveled all over the world, he and his parents. So they were worldly sophisticated people. And what they tried to give us was the childhood that they never had, which was this idyllic, wonderful childhood uh, in Connecticut on this, this lovely farm been owned by horticulturalists. So we had a wildflower garden. We had peach trees and apricot trees and uh, grapes and all kinds of things growing. It was, it was a wonderful childhood in that respect, yeah. Oh wow, that's that's pretty amazing, actually. So where where does the yeah. where does it segue where you you were like, I want to be an actor? Um, I had wanted to be a dancer, you know, as most young most young boys want to be a fireman or a policeman, and most young girls want to be dancers or something. And yeah, so I used to take ballet lessons, and um, oh, it's so complicated. But uh, when I was eleven, we moved to Europe. Mm-hmm. My father was working for the, um, the the Secret Service at that time. I didn't know any of this, of course. I was just a kid. But we moved to Austria. We lived in Austria, and I got very depressed as a young, you know, twelve-year-old, hormonal, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the doc, the local doctor, said she needs to be with kids like her who want to dance and are interested in the arts. So my parents sent me to a boarding school. And I won the drama cup and the teacher said, you know, you're not a very good dancer. Why don't you consider becoming a special drama student? So, so that, that was it. Yeah. Wow. How, how did you enjoy that time, by the way, being in uh, Europe, being at boarding school? I mean, uh, what affected that out of being, your life? Well, I loved being in Austria, but I wasn't happy with boarding school. I was so depressed as a kid anyway. And mm-hmm. um, there was no reason for it. I'm sure it was just hormones, you know. Um, but, um, so I cried, I just cried the whole time. Hmm. And one of the teachers said one day, she said, Michael, could you cry a bit more quietly, please? Austria was beautiful. It was a wonderful experience. Yeah. That part of it was boarding school was difficult, but I think it was because of where I was as a child, you know, sure. I think today they would have gotten me therapy or probably put me on some kind of medication. Mm-hmm. But in those days, you didn't, you didn't do that. So um, I was just a very emotional child. Yeah, much different time. So, so you, you, you leave uh, Austria, you, is that when you come back then and you start getting into acting? Or were you starting to get into projects more there? Well, in the boarding school, which was primarily a dance school, but they also had a special drama. Mm-hmm. section and uh i won the drama cup that year within the school it wasn't like a big deal yeah 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 sure the school but um and the teacher as i said didn't think i was really going to become a ballerina i was too clumsy and too tall and flat yeah. feet. and so she can she said just you should specialize in the drama and that really was the beginning for me wow and then so when do you come back to the to the states and and did you have primarily more of a theatrical career at that point then or what what was what was the impetus we came back to the states just before my 15th birthday Mm -hmm. and um it was a huge adjustment because first of all we were living in austria secondly i was going to school in england and then we came back to the states so it was three big shifts for a teenager basically big and um I went back to school to, um, I guess, the ninth grade, and then 
and then we moved to Washington. I was in high school in Washington. And by that time, I was out of it. I mean, I, I didn't know what anybody was, any of the teachers were talking about. I'd learned a language and I was, wow. I just was lost. So my mother very sensibly, I think, sent me back to London to go back to this, the day school. It was the same school, but there was a boarding school and a day school. And so she sent me back to the day school and that's, I resumed uh, my acting lessons and then came back to the States. And when I was 17, I got married to Peter Donat, who was the father of my kids. And he was an actor. So the two of us were kind of young actors um, earning $40 a week uh, off Broadway. And wow. that's how my career really started was off Broadway. Did yeah. you, um, now I understand uh, before the Waltons that it, it was kind of uh, some tough times for you. Like that was like when that when that actually came around that that wasn't necessarily, you know, there was a whatever, like more of a difficult financial time for you. It, it, um, what was going on then? Well, I was going through a divorce from Peter and that was very tough emotionally for me. Mm -hmm. And I was drinking a little too much. And mm -hmm. um, but I, I decided I had to come to L.A. and and learn the freeways, at least so that I would I would I would not arrive at an audition, a nervous wreck, which is how I usually arrived at auditions anyway. But mm -hmm. so I did come down. I stayed at the Hollywood Land Motel. It's no longer there for $12 a night. Wow. And, um, you know, I was scared to death, but I knew I had to do something. I had three kids and um, and I got the Waltons. I mean, it was it's just one of those. It, God's hand was on my shoulder. Um, yeah. I didn't think I was, they were looking for a woman, middle-aged woman with long red hair. And I had short, much shorter than it is now, blonde hair. And I was 32. And um, there was a woman named who was, I never knew this. She never told me. I learned it after she had died. But uh, she used to come up to ACT, the American Conservatory Theater, which is where I was working uh, before the Waltons and uh, she saw the shows there and she went to bat for me and I learned years later from another doctor who was a mutual friend of ours and he said she wrestled Fred Silverman to the ground over you oh my and gosh he was then the president of CBS oh, my God. oh very and, famous uh, God bless her she went to bat for me and because of her I got the Waltons wow now I was that was because of I didn't even audition actually so you didn't. I think she really it was, she was my angel. Yeah, I've had some angels in my life. Wait a minute. You you did not audition even for it? No, I did test. I screen tested. But um, I was on the Dinah Shore a year or so later. The Dinah Shore show, do you remember mm -hmm. that? Sure I do. And um, she showed sure the clip because I thought, well, I must have some magic quality that I don't know about that the camera picks up or something because I didn't think it was a particularly good audition. Yeah. And sure enough, I was right. It wasn't a particularly good audition. <laughs> and I think it was not because of the audition that I got the show. It was because Ethel Wine had said, this woman can, this girl can do it. This young woman can do it. And she fought for me. And I bless her to, the, to my dying day because it really turned my life around. Oh, it changed everything. So I mean, sure. literally. Yeah, yeah that is history. Sure that is. So were you uh now i know that in the original movie uh for the waltons i know patricia neal played uh olivia was that um you know was that kind of like for you look seeing patricia neal was that like wow that's that's quite an honor to be playing like the role that she just played 
Oh, absolutely. And she was brilliant in the homecoming. And I, she and I became very good friends, oh, mostly really? because she, she went out of her way to befriend me. Um, I remember I was sitting in the Russian tea room in New York and, and she came over and to me, she was this huge movie star. I mean, oh, I yeah. was impressed by her and she was so gracious and so nice. And we became very good friends. And a couple of years into the friendship, I said, you know, I'm so grateful that you turned that part down because it turned my life around. And she said, oh, but I didn't turn it down. They didn't offer it to me. No. Which really, I thought, what a woman to, to, to have that kind of, she wanted it. But because she had had a stroke, they were afraid that she wouldn't be able to handle carrying a series. And, and they were probably correct because it's, it's long hours as you, I'm sure you well know, it's yes. long grinding hours to do a series, an hour series. And, um, but she had never said a word until, until I thanked her. And then she said, no, I didn't turn it down. They didn't ask me, you know, that voice of hers. Oh, the unique as um, they come. So I thank her too. Oh, I mean, wow. These, these women are fabulous women. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, that's, that's incredible. That's, that's something else. So you get the Waltons and uh, obviously you, you're, you're on, how did you, uh, did you become uh, close with Ralph Waite on the show, uh, off the oh, show? We were different. We were, oh yeah, we were, we were lovers who never slept together. If you know what I mean, I mean, yeah. we, we never had an affair, but we loved each other deeply. And uh, I think that, I don't think you can fake that kind of chemistry every week, you know, mm -hmm. unless it's really there. And the children as well. I mean, we, we, the kids, we all had chemistry together. We loved each other. And that came across on the screen, I think. Oh, yeah. And we yeah. still do. So, so who are you still close with? All of them. All of Richard them. and I are very good friends and Mary, Mary McDonough and Judy and David and, and, and Eric and John, all of them were all very, very close. I mean, we're like a second family. We really are. You oh, can't spend I... all those hours together. Mm -hmm. uh, I couldn't anyway. I remember once uh, Ralph and I had had a fight over something, not a fight, but you know, an argument and, um, we had to shoot a scene together and I, I knocked on, I was crying and I knocked on his dressing room door and I said, we have to make up because I can't shoot the single man at each other. Oh. And we did, of course, he just held out his arms. He was a wonderful man. Yeah. Now I, 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 heard, him. I heard that he, uh, he actually intervened uh, with you with uh, the, the, you know, you had mentioned the, the, the drinking earlier and I understand that he really did you quite the the favor. Like there was a, a moment on set or whatever where he literally said, hey. Yeah, we used to go out uh, for lunch and have a few martinis and, um, you know, have our lunch and go back mm -hmm. a little bit ripped um, on the set. And he did one, uh, once say, um, I'm I'm going to a 12-step a program um, about my drinking and I thought that was really great he was doing that I encouraged him and said, I support you 100% and he looked me in the eye and said and I think you should come too wow I said me not me and um so it, it he he was the one who really cornered me about my drinking which was you know most people don't have two martinis for lunch you know and then go back to work I agree some do but not most <laughs> right no, that's impressive. And, uh, that, so that's I'm pretty impressive. I haven't had a 
drop of booze for over 50 years. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. But talk about an ultimate gift that he gave you. Wow. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the cast. Um, so Will Gear, um, I, I was curious because I saw that he was uh, he was close with Ellen Corby to the point that he went even went to like her house just uh, shortly before I think she had, you know, passed or whatever. What, he what, found uh, her actually. He, 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 well, he found Ellen uh, when she had her stroke. Uh, she was late for work and Ellen was a consummate professional. She mm -hmm. always knew her lines. She was never late. If anything, she'd be early. Um, and one day she was late and Will Gear went to her house and looked in a window and saw her lying on the floor next to the phone. She had not been able to reach it, but she'd obviously been trying to reach the phone. Mm -hmm. And uh, he really saved her, I think. Um, she'd had the stroke and she was off the show for a while, obviously. And yeah. then I'm so grateful that they, uh, she wanted to come back and they said, okay. And she did. And she did a wonderful job. And it was very difficult for her because sometimes she would have, they would give her just a line like, um, I know, but she'd have to, she'd have to practice it. They'd have to write it out. I know. And she would have to write it. I know that's how, she, that's how she spoke at that time. I'm not, I'm not making fun of her. I'm just. This is oh, I know she, that. It was hard for her. It was, it was a chore, but she loved acting. And I thought she was almost better when she did. She could, she was so expressive in her eyes and body, even after she had her stroke, if not more so than, than before. Had you been uh, uh, quite familiar with her before uh, the Waltons? I mean, obviously she goes, I mean, she literally went all the way back to, uh, I want to say like the, the early comedies. I mean, I think she was like a script, uh, a script supervisor, supervisor or something yeah. like that. Yeah, she was. Um, yeah, Ellen was scrappy. I mean, she, she was a little bit like grandma, <laughs> but underneath the scrappiness was a real vulnerable heart you know mm -hmm. um and she really knew the business but she never lorded it over anybody she never sort of made you feel oh well i well, i remember that you're not saying your line properly or anything like that. she was not at all like that something happened one day there was something she didn't like and she said it to the uh producers and for some reason they were i don't i can't remember the d i don't even want to try to pretend i remember the d that's okay. Details, but she was terribly upset and she locked herself in her dressing room. And um, she, I finally, she would let, she finally let me come in and she had, the air conditioner had been on and she was absolutely freezing. Her lips were blue. Mm. And I wrapped her in a blanket and I got the prop man to bring some whiskey and made her drink it. I mean, she wasn't a drinker, but I said, you got to swallow this right away. And uh, I really do think that that, that contributed to her, her she had the stroke shortly after and i think that she was so upset that i think it had it may have had something to do with the stroke i don't know we just don't know but what she it, did she come back on the set and, i'm sorry i was just gonna say but but we we don't know for sure what upset her huh i think it was something in the script that she didn't feel grandma would have said she didn't mm -hmm. feel it was in character and um they were mostly very very um, 
understanding the, the the writers and the producers if we said you know i just don't think olivia would do that or i don't think grandma would do that um, or say that they, they usually were pretty good about going along with us mm -hmm. um but i guess in this case they just didn't agree with her so she got pissed off to put it yeah. bluntly yeah, yeah she got pissed off and locked herself in her dressing room and wouldn't come out wow and wow. um yeah. Well, I get you. you what know, we actors were very I emotional people. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. I have a bit of an acting background, so I know exactly what you mean. Um, I I also wanted to know. Um, Richard Thomas obviously is iconic with the Waltons, and he was already a, a uh, I guess a star before the show even you know came into being. What was that like for you? Uh, to you know to be know that you're going to be working with a guy like this. Well, to me, he was just a kid, <laughs> you know, a good actor, <laughs> a kid. I mean, I, I they were all, to me, children. And he's 12, He's only 12 years younger than I am. But even so, he, he just seemed very young. I thought he was very talented. And, um, you know, he never threw his weight around in any way, behaved like an egotistical star. He's always very warm and uh, willing and... Um, you know, if I was having protein or something, we'd talk about it and negotiate. And it was, it was, it was a dream cast. It really was. And um, yeah. the the only thing that was yeah. wrong or hard about it for me was the hours are, are horrendous. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can you put in a fourteen hour day, and that's not necessarily a long day. A ten hour day is a short day. A twelve hour day is you know for the average and sometimes you you go even over that i once worked a 19 hour day oh my gosh and uh, it's exhausting i often said i've often said that you know doing theater is like a racehorse running a race mm -hmm. you're all hyped up and then you get to run the race from a to z but in television it's more like a plow horse plowing a field it's a it's a grind you wait and then you do a little scene and then you wait and then you do a little scene and it's it's, it's jerky television it's the little jerks of moments of, of working so that was hard for me did you um in in regards to those longer hours uh is that part of the reason that you did leave the show i i just got tired of pouring coffee mm -hmm. yeah. they 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 reached a point where they didn't, they really tried. They were heroic and they put me through menopause. I had a miscarriage. They really did things <laughs> to, to try to give me something to act, you know? Yeah. But um, really they, they, Earl said to me, he said, you know, we need you in the scene. We need your presence. They gave me a line because they wanted me in the scene. But coming from a rep company where I was playing Chekhov and Moliere and Shakespeare and Neil Simon and all these wonderful classical and today playwrights, it, it was sometimes hard for me to spend uh, 10 hours saying more coffee, John, you know? Yeah, um, I get it. I get I was it. Grateful. I, I was never not grateful for the, for the money and for the job, you know, sure. my kids through school and braces and all of that and uh and it gave me a second family so I, i've never been ungrateful but sometimes it was a little tough yeah what about uh what about earl hamner uh 
What was your relationship with him? He was a true Southern gentleman. <laughs> and I mean, gentleman. And there were times I think when I would be a little arrogant about a script, you get a script in the morning and you'd start shooting it that afternoon, a new script. Um, you'd finish one show in the morning and you'd be reading script at lunch for the next show. So mo things moved fast. And there were times when I just, I just felt that this is not something this woman would do. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I would have a problem with it. And Earl would usually really try to see our point of view. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I think it was really hard on him because he's a writer and it was his show and he was writing about people he knew and mm -hmm. I was playing his mother. Yes. So um, I think we were hard on him at times. I'm glad yeah. um, he he somehow managed to be heroic enough to put up with us and and we were always friends, dear friends. Oh, that's that's. He and I interred Helen, uh, Ellen's ashes together in in the uh, Hollywood Cemetery. So you know he was always there, and we were always close. But we we gave him a run for his money sometimes. Poor guy. <laughs> wow, that's that's wild. So you you and uh, you and Earl actually uh, poured the ashes at Hollywood uh, Cemetery. Of, well, and she was in an urn. She's, oh, in the urn. She's, there. she's in a vault. Oh, wow. And it was very moving, the two of us together. Hmm. He put some some parts of the script in with her and I had flowers and, you know, it was a very moving little personal ceremony. Wow. Wow. Did the the uh, the dinner scenes, uh, you know, are kind of iconic with the Waltons that being around oh, that dinner table. Dinner scenes. Oh, my God. We hated <laughs> those dinner scenes, <laughs> but they were, but they were, they took forever. And, you know, the men mashed potatoes would get scraped off the bowl and into the onto the plates and then it gets scraped back into the bowl <laughs> and then back on the, you you'll notice in how many years was i in it eight i guess i never once ate oh funny i pushed food around on the plate i never ate because it was a challenge wow but you know they they had all of us to, they they would do a you know, a long shot, then they do a medium shot, then they'd start doing over the shoulders and then they would do close-ups. And so one dinner scene could take a good 10 or 12 hours and it, it got pretty tedious after a while. Oh my gosh, that but is they came wild. across beautifully. I mean, they were great fun when you see it on the, on the you know, on the show when it was finished, but shooting it was not, was not always fun. Yeah, I got you, I got you. Um, I had Judy, uh, Judy Norton on the show and which she was, fantastic terrific i can't say enough um and she spoke she very sing? highly of you as well um did you did you know just as with john boy did you feel like a, a special connection to her obviously being like you know the 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 oldest uh you know uh younger woman on the show i i felt a connection to all of them really and each one in a different way um David was kind of quiet and shy and, and always very sweet. And Eric was kind of feisty. And if, if I was playing or whatever, Eric would make me laugh. Um, Mary was the sweet one who, who was always kind of making peace with everybody. And Judy was, um, Judy was sensible. John was easygoing, playing his guitar and singing. They were fabulous and are today fabulous people. Not not one of them is a loser. They're all winners, aren't you know? Thank <laughs> that God. does say a lot.
Ralph and I didn't do too badly. <laughs> no, I think you did pretty darn good. Um, the other thing too is the uh, you know it was in uh, Schuler, Virginia, I believe, is where the the it's supposed to take place. Did you ever go there? Yes, I did. Uh, I've been to the Hamner House, the real house, the original house, which has been rebuilt by. Uh, there's a woman named Carol Johnson who's kind of really brought this whole thing back. I think pronounced Skyler. Uh, oh, Skyler, uh, Virginia, okay. and they they still visit the house there and you know when you think that it was over 40 years ago that the show was on the air that's that's pretty amazing that people are still watching it and still uh making a pilgrimage to the house yeah, yeah. It, the following is as strong as ever actually uh, i have to i have to say um what about uh you think so i do i do i can tell you just from my small you know uh followers and everything else they 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 love they truly love the oh, wall that, that makes me feel so good well um, it should. i went to bangladesh it's once bangladesh save the children mm -hmm. bangladesh and they knew who i was wow in bangladesh oh, wow. and i was taken aback because i thought bangladesh <laughs> um but it's a family show and families it's a every everybody has a family or, or some don't. I went to a, a hospital and this guy wouldn't talk to me. This young guy who was, had been in Vietnam and um, didn't want this blonde. So I left and the nurse came around. He's crying. He didn't know who you were. And when I told him who you were, he started crying. Oh. And, um, and I get emotional when I think about it. He was so sincere. It was from his heart. He said, I watched your show and it gave me it gave me a childhood I never had. That's very humbling. Yeah. Wow. What a what a wonderful yeah. moment, especially as an actor, yeah. as a human. I mean, that's yeah. that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Did, did um the other one that I was curious about is Will Gear was was uh, well known for his uh, and it, pardon me if I'm getting it wrong, but I think it was called like the his company or his theater was called like Theatrical Botanicum yeah. or something like that. Did did you ever perform well, Theatricum? Botanicum. It was. Okay, good. I'm sorry. Did you ever perform? Theatricum. You know, I think I did, but I can't remember in what. I think it was more of a, honestly, I can't remember, but I went and saw shows there because I knew Ellen and Will before the Waltons from, uh, they were in the APA uh, repertory company. I did a reading there, some kind of a pageant kind of reading. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wow, fantastic! Not sure, um, but I think so. Did you? By the way, you know it's so funny. We talk about the Waltons, and it, it it was a huge success by all means, and it was it was great. But did you expect it to be a success? Did you did when you auditioned for it? Were you like, oh, I, I bet you this thing's going to take off? Or were, were you expecting? Nah. Well, I thought the name was stupid. <laughs> the Waltons. I mean, we we made fun of the name, the Waltons. <laughs> no, Ralph and I didn't think for one second it was going to go for more than a week. And I, I thought, well, this will, I had done a lot of Canadian television. I lived in Toronto for years and um, I, I had done nothing in the United States. So I thought, well, this will be great. I, I'll be able to put television that, uh, on my resume, but I never thought I'd be with it for eight years. Never, never, never. I oh never thought God. it would go. Yeah, and so I was quite, quite, occasionally quite. my husband will catch a show. Uh, I think it's running on. I don't know if it's still running on Hallmark, but it's on some one of the uh, networks. And 
I think, my God, that that wasn't a bad show. It was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. You no, know? it was a very good show. Did was there were by the way, were was there an episode that for you kind of stands out that you were like, that was always one of my favorites? Well, yes. The anniversary. For some reason, because it showed the love Ralph and I had really had for each other. Uh, I think that was my favorite to do. I enjoyed shooting it too. I enjoyed, I loved working with Ralph. He made a little something funny to do you know mm -hmm. they really did yeah, the writers have to be applauded they really went out of their way to try to keep miss learned happy mm -hmm. <laughs> because you know i i uh i just dreaded the days when all i did was stand at the ironing board and say and then what happened those those days were went on forever for me but so they they really worked hard to try to give olivia something interesting to do yeah basically a, a good a good woman who's a house keeper and a mother they're not considered very interesting people but screen the screen just froze for a second it's okay oh, i'm sorry i just got you back oh, it's not your fault it's the way it's the way of the world welcome to tech um, well you're still you're still very very here and okay. very attractive yeah <laughs> very kind your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> hey um so a couple other things so so the waltons ends and you know you go on and you do uh i was it nurse was that what the uh nurse right yeah uh yeah nurse was tough nurse was tough long hours shooting in a hospital which wasn't a studio so there were no movable walls or anything so the lighting took forever the producer actually came to me robert holmey came to me and said uh, uh, the, and the writing they were writing uh, la writers were writing for new york no locks on the doors um so it was a constant struggle and, and Robert Reed was having his own issues um, with the writing mostly. We were constantly sort of rewriting on the set as we went along and it was very stressful. And it's too bad because it was, some of the scripts were really, they got New York writers eventually. The, um, the producer said, if you want New York writers, you're gonna have to walk off the set. I did it at the urging of my own producer. So. Uh, yeah, it was not a happy experience. So you, when I got the New York writers who knew what they were writing for, were really some of them were pretty good. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that. So you're 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 on Nurse, and the producers tell you you're going to need to walk off in order to get New York writers. You walk off, and then that puts the kibosh on you for ten years working in the business. And me, cut you and off. he went to Hungary. He left the country and went to Hungary, and I was left holding the bag. So yeah, that's what happened. And luckily and now I'm I'm working again. But for ten years I didn't get a job. I wouldn't want to. I, I don't want to go back there. No, no. I am no. working again now. Yeah, you've got your new the the latest. I heard the the Ryan Murphy film, uh, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. You're playing the mom. I play the grandmother. Grandmother. No more grandmother. moms for me. I'm too old. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. My um, pleasure. But, yeah, um, yeah. I play his grandmother, who was really basically a Midwestern woman who didn't seem to understand, didn't seem to know that he was cutting up body parts in her basement. How oh. you could not know that is beyond me, but denial's a powerful mechanism, I guess. 
Mm -hmm. And um, that was a nice shoot. I enjoyed it, even though it was such a grisly kind of, my hat's off to Ryan Murphy. I love everything he's ever done. Yeah. Well, he picked the right, he picked the right woman to play the role. That's, that's fantastic. That really is. Was, um, and then the time, the, the, uh, the time, by the way, just between, um, nurse and, and that time, I noticed that you were, you did a lot of soap work as well. Is that right? I did a little bit. A little I bit? I say a lot. Well, not a lot. Really? But I, um, I noticed that you were you on know, I, I, Yeah, I did The Young and the Restless, I think, and there was another one I did, and I can't think of the name of it, but um, yeah, those people, God, did they work hard? Um, I I played a judge in one of them. I can't remember which one, but I had to have the script next to me. I I couldn't memorize, and they were very kind to me. You know, yeah. I, I felt very welcomed. I didn't feel like a stranger. You know, they were very nice. Yeah, I always laughed when uh, I when I was acting. I remember people that do not understand the business would say, well, "Why don't you just go do a soap?" Like that was like nothing. And that's extremely hard work. I'm with you to have to memorize. Oh, they work the hard. That fast. They do. And they're good. Yeah, you're so right. They work yeah. harder than anybody, I think. I think so, too. Well, listen, I don't want to take up any more of your time. You've been absolutely fantastic. But I always do this on every show. I like to offer the person an opportunity to whether it be to tell the fans, whether it be to just uh, let us know, are there any special causes that you're involved in that you would like to um, share with, uh, you know, with people? Is there anything that is near and dear to your heart that you kind of, you know, uh, want to let them know about? Well, for years, I, I worked with Save the Children. I think it's a wonderful organization. And uh, I had contributed to it when I wasn't making any money. Mm -hmm. They actually helped the people help themselves. And it's a wonderful organization. Well, great. Well, listen, thanks like a bunch for being on the show. I mean, I really, I think that the fans- <laughs> well, thanks are for making it fun. Oh my gosh, it's been a pleasure. And uh, yeah, I, I really appreciate all your input and, and, and insight. And it I love how thankful you are for everything that you know, you've had. And um, anyway, just thank, thanks a bunch. I, I, uh, I really appreciate it. You made it easy. Thank you. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye-bye. Follow us on Spotify and iTunes and leave us a review. Thank you so much.